Welcome to the All In for Citrus podcast, the latest on citrus research from the University of Florida Institute of Food and Agricultural Sciences statewide citrus team in partnership with Southeast Agnet Radio Network. So we we put a lot of time and effort in this, and I think our growers are appreciating that, and they see the value. Also, they see that the trees do respond when you take care of their nutritional needs. So I think uh, they they like this program. Today's episode of the All In for Citrus podcast, we will revisit a program discussed in a previous episode, the Citrus Nutritional Box Program, and how it's already yielding results to help UF IFAS citrus agents localize research even more and localize outreach to producers as well. Before we get to that conversation, as always, we welcome in Dr. Michael Rogers. Dr. Rogers, first and foremost, how are you, sir? Uh, Doing well, Taylor. Thank you. We're going to take care of a little housekeeping before we get to that conversation about the program. Um, Talking about some calendar events and developments of um, some bigger events coming up this summer. Um, As we look forward to things, uh, the Citrus Expo, the big one, August uh, 18th and 19th in Fort Myers. um, We're still moving forward on that, uh, getting the seminars together. Everything's going to be uh, coming together here quickly, right? Uh, yes, and uh, Dr. Tripti Vashish has been um, working on behalf of IFAS to get those those uh, seminar topics uh, set in stone and scheduled. Um, and this was all done with in consultation with the uh, Citrus Expo Planning Committee, which included a number of folks, especially from the Southwest Florida region. And uh, we've got a, another great program lined up this year. Um, last year, everybody obviously remembers this was a virtual meeting last year. Um, but we're excited to do this in person this year because it, it just it, it's great to get back, see folks in person, get those interactions and talk. And 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 a lot there's a lot of things that happen when you talk to people in person, ideas that are generated, um, partnerships developed on different things and, and just just camaraderie, you know, getting back to fo- seeing folks in person. So we're we're really excited about that. So it is the Citrus and Vegetable and Specialty Crops Expo. Two things going on there. It's a two-day event. One of the days is dedicated fully to citrus. Is that what we're looking at? Yes, and I, th- I believe that's the first day, August the 18th. And right now, we currently have 18 presentations uh, lined up or scheduled and, and covering a number of topics that are timely and relevant for what growers are dealing with right now in the industry. And so those are going to be going on that day from not starting at 9 a.m. Uh, through ending at 5 p.m. Uh, of course, there's a there's a lunch break, a, about a two hour, hour and a half, two hour lunch break um, for lunch and to visit the trade show. But but it is going to be a, a jam packed full day of, of information. We've crammed a lot of talks in trying to keep them short and get to the point, get the information out to growers uh, that they can use now in their groves. You made a good point about the in-person, and you mentioned the trade show. Uh, another great, you guys have a great spread right in the middle of the trade show that really uh, shows all of the research you're doing, and your researchers are there on hand to be able to talk to people when they stop by. That that experience in itself is 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 well worth it for growers. Yes, and, and we'll be ha- having some hands-on things uh, for growers to look at as well. It's not just getting to talk to our researchers, but getting to put their hands on some things. And um, we hope that it's it's very uh, informational, uh, very useful for growers to come to our booth, to leave with some, you know, maybe it's updated 
uh, citrus production guides or some of our new EDIS documents, whatever it might be that's that's of use to them, they can pick up and take home with them. But but also, again, talking to our specialists and our agents um, who are there manning the booth, uh, we encourage everybody, you know, to stop by and at least say hi, if nothing else. Um, just it's been a while. and We look forward to seeing everybody uh, visit the booth and pick up the latest information that we've been working on and will have available at Expo this year. You can register for the event, and there are still lots of sponsorship opportunities if you would like to be part of it as well. Again, it's August 18th and 19th. You can find more information at citrusexpo.net. After that, in August, you also have one um, right there at your facility, right? The uh, uh, Citrus Packing House event. Yes, uh, Citrus Packing House Day. This is an annual event. Um, It's kind of the key event for uh, the citrus packing house uh, uh, industry statewide. This is going to be happening August 26th at the Citrus Research and Education Center in Lake Alfred. Uh, It is in person, unlike last year. Again, we're talking about things were all virtual last year, but this year uh, it's going to be in person. And and this year it marks the 60th anniversary of the event. And so it it is a fantastic opportunity for folks working on the post-harvest side of the citrus production system to get together to learn about the latest on citrus post-harvest technology what's going on in IPIS, uh, places not only CREC, but our folks over at the Indian River Research and Education Center, people like Mark Reitnauer are very involved in uh, post-harvest uh, research. So you'll be getting all the latest from those folks. And uh, in addition to the educational session, there's a lot of opportunity for folks to get together and talk. And and, and there's presentations as well. Uh, every year, the annual JT Leslie Awards giving out to someone in the packing industry who's made you know co- significant contributions to citrus uh, packing across the state. So that, that award will be given out as well again this year. So um, it should be a good time for folks to, to drop in and, and catch up and learn the latest on citrus post-harvest uh, information. Uh, this is a, a event that's it's co-sponsored by the Florida Citrus Packers and other industry groups. It'll include a continental breakfast and also a lunch provided by the sponsors. So uh, we encourage folks to go online uh, and register and, um, and come out and participate and also uh, visit the vendors who will be available also on site that day um, as part of the meeting. Very good. 60 years and strong. That is nice to hear. Um, uh, Not going away from all of the online resources. Some more stuff is being put online, uh, more tools for growers to use. They can go check out, get information, right? Yes. And that's one of the things that we found uh, very helpful. If if there's a bright, a silver lining, if you will, to this whole COVID pandemic, um, it's caused us to um, get more comfortable, more familiar with uh, electronic technology, what we can do online how we can communicate information better to folks. Um, we understand that you know growers aren't always able to get out to the meetings. Um, they can't attend every session you know, that happens at Expo. They might get caught up in the hallway and talking to somebody they haven't seen in a while or visiting the booths in the trade show. What we're finding is that by posting all of our presentations online, people can either go back and review them to refresh their memory on things they heard, or if they missed, you know, again, a certain talk they wanted to hear, they can go back and hear it for the first time online. So right now we're in the process. We're, we're continuing to post um, presentations from for example, the plant sap webinar that was held in, in late April. And we've also got the Florida Citrus Show that just wrapped up in um, uh, Fort Pierce uh, last month. We're in the process of finishing up those. We closed caption them all, which takes a little bit of time to do. Uh, but those are being 
uh, posted soon. And and again, you know, we expect we'll be doing the same thing also with, with expo presentations and other presentations that are held around the state as well, because it just gives a, an opportunity for folks. If you miss something or need to review again, you know, it's right there because it's tough to remember everything you, you hear in one day. It's information overload. And, and um, I think it's important to have this information so you can go back and, and very easily uh, catch back up and get those those important points out or back in mind as you plan for your programs for the coming year. The website is citrusresearch.ifas.ufl.edu. And on that website, we'll have links to presentations that have been given throughout the uh, course of the past several years around the state. And so growers can go and, and select uh, presentations at different meetings and, and review those at their own leisure from the comfort of their home or their office. Again, that website is citrusresearch.ifis.ufl.edu. A lot of other information on there, too, as well. If people aren't familiar with uh, their local citrus agents, this points them in the, in, in the right direction. Yes, and that's, that's what we intended for this website is to try to get as much information or links or get you directed uh, to the information that, that you're looking for uh, by starting at one low central location. And, uh, you know, we will link to other websites. You know, it, it's not just, you know, websites from the CREC. We've got the Indian River Research Center, the Southwest Florida Center in Immokalee, web pages that have been developed and information from the CRDF, as well as other, other uh, groups around the country. And uh, the idea is that we're trying to um, make sure that when people are looking for a certain topic, especially if it's something that's been done in IPIS, they can easily get to it through this website. And it, it's a constantly um, developing website. We're constantly making improvements to it. Um, we know it's not perfect, and, it's, and we're going to continue to work on that over time. But we hope that as people, people will check back into that website periodically um, just to see what's, what's new on the website um, and become more familiar and comfortable going there to look for, as a starting point to look for things. And I'd also encourage folks, you know, you can also link up to the podcast and also our All In For Citrus newsletter. Sign up for that through this website as well. Uh, it's very user-friendly when you go to this website. It's broken down uh, right off the bat. It's broken down into three sections, ongoing research, presentations, and resources. So again, citrusresearch.ifis.ufl.edu, uh, a great resource. Well, we're, we're going to talk about this uh, nutritional box program that went out um, with uh, a couple of the uh, coordinators. Sounds like a great program. Just in general, um, some of the feedback that they've gotten already, this is proving to be very beneficial as well. Uh, yes, I think it is. And, and the whole point of the program really is to get hands-on, get, get help growers go through the steps that are involved in developing your nutritional program. Because again, it goes back, you can sit through seminars and listen to the researchers talk, but until you actually put it into practice and try things for yourself, and um, you know, this, this really helps growers fine-tune the program, understand what we're talking about, because again, I think sometimes our presentations get go on and get too much into the details, but here it allows them to get hands-on and, and get specific feedbacks for their specific conditions, and we found it's been very helpful uh, for growers, and, and we're also doing it ourselves now at, our, at, our, at the CREC in Lake Alfred with our own farm crew, uh, trying to work on improving our, our blocks. Because um, quite often our citrus groves don't look that great either. Um, and a lot of times it is because we're doing research in these groves uh, when <laughs> sometimes we let the trees go. But, but we're trying to bring a lot of our groves that aren't being used for research now, bring them back in into production 
And so this is something that we're looking at as well, using in our own groves to try to rehabilitate and, and make them more productive. Getting actionable tools now for growers, which I know has been a focus of your guys's. And we'll hear all about that project here coming up. Again, um, CREC Director, Dr. Michael Rogers, thank you for your time. All right. Thanks, Taylor. We're now going to have a good conversation uh, between two people, Dr. Uh, uh, Tripti Vashish with UF IFAS and uh, Extension Program Manager Jamie Burrow. Uh, you guys collaborate a lot together, I'm sure, but one of the bigger projects that we've talked about in the past is the Nutrition Box Program. Uh, Tripti, let's start with you. And, and for anyone who doesn't know about this or hasn't heard the last time we talked about this on the podcast, uh, what is this program? So Citrus Nutrition Box Program, this is a collaboration between UFIFS and the growers. Uh, the goal of this program is we want to demonstrate how leaf nutrient sampling or regular leaf nutrient sampling can be used to adjust your fertilizer programs. Right now, we are working with the growers to help them customize the program, fertilizer programs for them. But the long-term goal is to just demonstrate and then growers can do it by themselves, which a lot of the growers already are doing good job and we are just trying to reach out. So how does the program work? You guys uh, send them a box and they take care of the rest. What, what does this do? So we have this box actually, as the name has the box. So there is a box which has all the things that a grower would need to collect the leaf samples. Um, so they get the box, it has all the instructions, um, and then they know when to collect the leaf samples. So it even tells you which months you have to collect the leaf samples or the soil sample. They they send, they collect the leaves, send it to us, um, and then there is the lab which actually does the analysis. We get the results and we look at these results and then we make a customized fertilizer program for them. Like you need to add this or you need to do take care of this soil pH or things like that. And then they get it. Now, I told you in a very simplified term, but there are so many other steps involved from them sending the leaves to us giving uh, the results. They are many things we meet to do that. Jamie is very instrumental uh, in all of this. So so it, it takes a lot of time, but yeah, they send the leaves and they get the results to what to do. Jamie, you're on the logistics side of this. Uh, Tripti made that sound really easy. I'm assuming it's not. Yes. Yeah, so once the grower sends the sample to the lab, the lab will run the samples and then the sample results come to us and we meet weekly to go over each individual box and we look at the information that we've been given. So we're looking at variety, location, and so forth. Those results are reviewed, and then we create that customized plan that she mentioned, and then we even have a custom letter that we send to the grower. So you guys re you guys get together and discuss each individual box. Man, I, I don't know if it could get more localized than that. Uh, Tripti, the, the value of that, a personalized um, system, a personalized recommendation based off of what you have going on, I mean, how valuable is that for a grower? In our opinion, it is very valuable because we are, like Jimmy said, we are considering everything that, the, all the information that we have. So, for example, if you have a lemon, we know lemons grow vigorously and they may have a little bit different requirement than a grapefruit tree. We try to take those things in account. Uh, of course, 
we cannot uh, address every single variable, but we give very customized information and this would help growers uh, tremendously in um, customizing their fertilizer program because in last 10, 15 years, we have learned that uh, if you have HLB, the trees do respond to good nutrition and we want to make sure that we are taking care of that aspect. So what's the participation look like so far? I know when we first talked about this, Tripti, um, it was just starting. What's the participation look like so far? I, I'm assuming that this is something that could have continued through the pandemic. I know a lot of the other research uh, projects had to take a pause, but this sounds like it, it probably continued. Am I correct? Yes, it did. And we have a pretty good participation. Jamie can give you more exact numbers. So in the first year, so through the pandemic, we had over 70 participants. And then this year, as we started year two, we have 90 different Grove locations that are participating in the program. That's a big increase. What's that attributed to? What do you think? I mean, I know you don't know for sure, but uh, you see a big increase there in participation already this year. Why is that? I think the word has gotten out. The word's gotten out that we're offering this service to the growers. And in your previous question, like you said, how much more customized or localized things you can get. So we are taking into account all the factors. So we, we put a lot of time and effort in this. And I think our growers are appreciating that and they see the value. Also, they see that the trees do respond when you take care of their nutritional needs. So I think uh, they, they like this program. No, I, I think the uh, I think that is the ultimate uh, response you're looking for, right, guys? It's 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 the one grower telling another grower how amazing this was, and then that grower participating. and And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's what those numbers kind of show. Yes, we had over 50 return participants this year, and we had over 30 first time participants come into the program this year. That's amazing. So, so what does this look like when the growers get it back? Is it in a in a detailed format that they're used to, or is this for someone who may be um, a little intimidating in finding out uh, all this information? Do you guys break it down to be pretty user friendly? Yes, it actually comes in a table format. So, at the top, it'll have the nutrient. Underneath it, it'll have the results from the lab, and then right underneath that is exactly what you need to do for that nutrient. In addition, we also provide them the option that they can reach out to their extension agents. So if they have any confusion, because extension agents are involved in these decisions too, like what the fertilizer program should look like. So we all do it together. So growers do have that option that if they have any confusion, they can reach out to their extension agent and they will be provided with more information if there is any confusion. Do you guys take tips? I mean, the customer service here sounds amazing. <laughs> well, good appreciation is what we need and growers see the value in this program. That's all. Uh, what are the growers? Uh, what uh, have you have you heard back from any growers? Have any of the growers uh, given you guys some feedback or comments or vote of confidence? I'm sure it's positive at this point, but have you heard any of that from them? Yes, uh, we have heard good things. Uh, I think growers do see the value in this, and it's also reassuring for a lot of the growers who have been trying to do this. When they get the results, they see, okay, now I know that I'm doing it right, or this is what I need to improve on. Because at the end of the day, we do want growers to be doing this in long term. The program will be only for three years, 
but we want them to take it forward so we do get a lot of good words we have been also getting some feedback from the growers about how their trees are looking what the response is um one of the growers he has a grapefruit tree and very severely impacted grapefruit tree and he has been um taking regular photographs of his trees and visually now when the grower shared that photograph with us we could see the visual differences in the tree they are night and day and uh so those type of stories are really uh they boost our confidence and we are happy that um the grower can also see the impact of the program on their trees absolutely but you made a good point tripti even if a grower thinks they are doing the right thing and their trees look great take part in this and get that reassurance that you you are doing it correctly i think proving the right proving the positive is as important as finding something that's bad yes exactly if growers want to take part in this can they still do so jamie i know um you guys probably have limited availability at some extent but uh, can growers take advantage of this now so we are already underway for this year but we are planning that third year so keep an ear out we'll have information coming out as the third year will begin. Very good. Uh Tripti, you kind of headlined this project from the beginning. Is this exactly what you wanted it to do? Have you felt good about this so far? Uh I feel great about <laughs> it actually. Uh we are getting so much of information from this. It one part is that we are working with the growers in customizing the fertilizer program, but also we are learning so much about the current nutrition management practices within the state what different growers are doing or even we are learning places where we need to focus more on um with our extension programs because we can see some things that where we can make more effort for example uh we have been talking about that hlb affected trees respond well to lower ph conditions and when we say lower ph condition we mean we want the trees to be somewhere between soil ph of 5.8 to 6.5 but with the box we are learning that some growers actually are over acidifying their soil so their soil ph is like 4 or 4.5 and i think what we think is that when we talk about acidification growers do listen to us but then then sometime message get mixed or they don't are not able to monitor it regularly so with the box program now we have learned that there are some areas where we need to work more so we are now holding workshops about soil ph management because uh, I think that's where we need to focus more on. Yeah, that's the second layer of this, right? Uh, is is it kind of helps you guys customize what you're doing as a team for the growers. Uh, all that uh, information stays anonymous, right? You just see it by location, so growers can be confident in that. But, but you're right, it allows you guys to kind of focus a little bit more on different areas of the state and get that regular feedback. But what that provides the grower is localized important information. Um, anytime I think we can increase that in research and efforts, it's only going to benefit the industry. Yes. I mean, we are working on precision nutrition management now. We are precisely making the plans for each side that is participating. And that's going to have long-term impact, uh, socially, economically, and environmentally. 
Very good. It sounds like a fantastic program and um, glad to see that we're seeing some of those results and participation. Uh, again, UF IFAS's Dr. Tripti Bashish and Extension Program Manager Jamie Burrow. Ladies, thank you for the conversation. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this month's All In for Citrus podcast from the University of Florida Institute of Food and Agricultural Sciences statewide citrus team in partnership with Southeast Agnet Radio Network.